Kedushin Perik Base Mishnah Yud 2.10, the last of the Perik, and the topic here of our Mishnah is, there are certain things which you might have thought, if a person tried to be Makadish, a woman with them, it wouldn't work, but in fact it does work. Um, so here are those some of those cases in the Mishnah here. HaMekadosh Petrumos, if a person uses Trumos to be Makadish, a woman. So here we're imagining, we're talking about a Kohen, um, and he has Trumos, it's plural because you could talk about tr- uh, Truma Gadola, that first tithe, that like call it 2% of the produce that goes to a Kohen, or Trumas Maisha, that tenth of the tenth that comes from the Levi. So that belongs to a Kohen, and a Kohen could use it to be Makadish, a woman. Even if she isn't a Kohenist, that doesn't matter really at all, because when she receives this Truma, although she can't eat it if she's not a Kohenist and they're not married yet, um, because the first age just conditions are not allowed to eat um, Truma yet, uh, nevertheless, she could sell it to another Kohen, meaning it's it's a value that could be sold, and therefore she is able to be, you know, Mekodeshes through it. Uva Maestros, same goes with Maestros. Maestros, uh, it's a plural again, so it's referring either to Maestro Rishon, that's the gift, the 10% that goes to the Levi, or Maestro Ani, um, that second 10% that in years three and six of the seven-year cycle after you've taken over the Levi and the Kohen, then um, there's 10% of what's left that goes to a poor person. So those things belong to the Levi or the Ani. But the point is, um, once they receive it, it's theirs. It's just, uh, it's theirs. They can do what they want with it, and they could give it to a woman to be Makadashar. And the truth is, the woman who receives um, this produce from the Levi or the Ani could actually eat it because it has no intrinsic sanctity to it. Uvu Matanos, same goes with Literally, the gifts. Matanos is shorthand for the gifts that are given to a Kohen from uh, animals that are chulin, regular, not consecrated animals, that are slaughtered just for regular, you know, in a butchery for regular meat consumption. So a Kohen is to be given the three parts of the animal called the zroa, the right foreleg, the lechayayim, which is basically the, the tongue and the cheeks, and the keva, the keva um, is abomasum. It's it's a basically one of the four parts of the cow's stomach. Uh, it's the part that contains um, the the uh, the enzymes which turn uh, milk into cheese. So those three things are given to a, a kohen. Again, they're not invested with intrinsic sanctity, but they rather are just um, a financial obligation that's given to the kohen. So if you give that to a kohen. Uh, or if the Kohen has it, so he now can give it to anybody he wants to be Makadish her, and she'll be Makadish's because it's hers, she can eat it as she sees fit. Also, Uvamechatus Uvaeferchatas. This is a little different. So, we're talking here about the parts of the mixtures that go together to be Metahir, to purify a person who's been exposed to corpse tumor, or truth is also Kalim as well, utensils. So, if something is exposed to a corpse and becomes Tame, it needs to be sort of spritzed with this this uh, paraduma water, I'll call it in English, um, on the third and seventh day. So how do you make that purification water? You take spring water and um, you mix into it um, ashes from a burned paraduma, this red cow. So um, the water that's drawn for that is called mechatas, like purification water, and the ashes from the burned red cow are called eferchatas. So both those things um, actually... They, a person couldn't, um, they're, they're mitzvah items. So one couldn't use them, or even the, if you like, say you're 
One couldn't even charge a woman or say, listen, I'll, I'll spritz on you this mechatos mixture um, or whatever it is, give you this stuff and, and, you know, mix the mixture for you in exchange for, you know, you being my wife. That can't work because since this is a mitzvah to make the mixture and to apply it to a person, um, you can't charge for a mitzvah and you can't get economic benefit from it. So those things would not be eligible. Um so that even though um, the mechatas itself and the efrachatas itself cannot be um, given to the woman and she could accept it for kesef kedushin, that wouldn't work. However, um, to draw the water from the spring and to bring it, one could charge for the expenses of like, you know, the shipping and handling, if you will. Um, so um, bring her the water to provide it for her, although the water itself he couldn't charge for, but the shipping and handling, you know, the actual, the tirch of the mal and schlepping it, he could, there's economic value in that. Um, and similarly, uh, with the the schlepping of the ashes of the paraduma, there's also work involved in that. And that work that's involved in bringing the water and the ashes is only a heksher mitzvah, it's preparation for the mitzvah, but not the mitzvah itself. And therefore, there's embedded financial value. And if he says, you know, I will go get you um, water and their ashes, so we can make a mixture to apply on you to become tahor, or whatever, to give you a mixture so you can apply to your father. It doesn't make a difference. The point is, since there's economic value that he can um, extract from the the bring, the tirch involved in the hechsher mitzvah, he could be mekadesh her with that component. Okay, so in all those cases, harezu mekodeshes, she would be uh, married. And also, vafila yisrael. Even if the person who's doing the kedushin is a yisrael. This is going back in the first cases. We're talking about the Trumos and the Maestros and the uh, also the Matanos. So before I explain how like the Kohen could be Kaddish, the woman or the Levi could or the Ani could, um, but the truth is um, a Yisrael could as well. Now the case the Mishnah has in mind is not um, where somehow an Ani, let's say, excuse me, a Yisrael, let's say, ended up let's say inheriting from his maternal grandfather some Trumos or Maestros. I mean that's certainly true. If one had a maternal grandfather who had in his, you know, in his wine cellar some Truma wine and he inherits it, meaning his mother is, has no brother, so she inherits from her father the Cohen, and this guy whose father wasn't a Cohen inherits from his mother. Uh, so, because let's say his father died, whatever. So, of course, that belongs to him, and he could do what he wants with it. He could sell it to some other Cohen, or he could be a Kaddish woman with it, and she could sell it to a Cohen. So that's certainly true, but that is so obvious that Misha wouldn't speak that out. The case for Mishnah is um, a scenario where uh, this non-Kohen or non-Levi, um, etc., ends up with um, financial rights to, let's let's say, Truma's example. Um, but he he it's not his. So the case is, um, I shouldn't say, it hasn't been taken yet. So the case is like this. the Let's say that the maternal grandfather had bottles of Tevel wine, okay? Which actually he would still have to separate the... the the trumus off of. But he didn't yet. But the din is, even though he hadn't done it yet, it's like, since he's a Kohen already, it's as if it's been separated as much as when the when the grandson inherits it, although he will have to uh, separate out and give it to a Kohen, it's as if it's his already as far as financial benefits. So the point is, he's allowed to um, separate it out and then he can sell it to a Kohen for money. The point is he has some economic uh, interest in that. Uh, let me specify, make sure something is clear before I wrap this up. We're not talking about something called tovas hanat. It's true that even if, forget inheritance, if a regular Yisrael has bottles of wine, he's going to give one of them to a Kohen as truma, he can choose whichever Kohen he wants to give it to. 
So he has what's called Tova Sana. He gets to choose. He gets he has the right, the financial right to, to decide which Cohen gets this bottle of wine. But that in itself is not considered to be mamon. That's not considered something of finance of economic value. Uh, and therefore, we're not talking about the Tova Sana part. We're talking about that he inherited something which was owned by his, let's say, maternal grandfather, which had which was Tevel, had not been separated, but he now has the right to separate it out and he has the rights to the economic benefit because he inherited it. So the Kiddush is even though it had been separated by the grandfather, it's as if it had been, and therefore he could use that. Same goes for Matanos. Same goes from, for uh, Maestros. He could use that to Mkadash a woman. Um, and in the case of Trumas, while the woman couldn't eat it, she had to sell it to Cohen. In the case of um, Maestros, Lohalacha, a non-lady can eat Maestros. And when it comes to Matanos, the same thing. Um, once it's been given to a Cohen, so then uh, even a non-Cohen is allowed um, to consume those products that are embedded with Kedusha inside of them. And with that, we finish this second parak of Kedushan, Baruch Hashem, and Be'ez Hashem, we now go on to the third parak.